Hello. Hello, Merlin. Good morning, Dan. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm very well. Good morning. So I see you've watched uh, you've watched Cats, and that that's that's what things have come to now in San Francisco. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, boy, that's a hell of a thing. The movie or <laughs> just uh, it's it's I, everybody that's talked about it since it came out has said kind of a similar thing mostly, which is yeah. like. This is not like anything you've ever seen. It's so <laughs> so poorly conceived and executed that it's it's your mind is just overwhelmed with every horny frame. It's just it's so weird and upsetting. Oh, just yeah? the way they move, the way their faces look, the fact that it exists. It it really it really gets in the marrow. Uh cats. <laughs> it's uh it's it's a heck of a, a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what, uh, like they say, what a difference a week makes. Can you believe where we mm. were a week ago? Every mm-hmm. week over week. What's going to happen next week? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't know. Well, today's the optimistic day. You're supposed it to be optimistic op- about it. Bok, bok, dot, WTF. Mm-hmm. Be okay, be okay. Now, that's not, I don't know if that's canonical, <laughs> but that's how I, when I say it, that's how I'm pronouncing it. That's I'm from Ohio. <laughs> okay. Now we we uh, we do own bokbok.wtf and and uh, uh, back to work limo. I mean, you've you've really gone on a spending spree getting what I think are some of the best domain names still. This available. is nothing like how I used to be. I used to be much worse because <laughs> in addition to having this malady, which could cost me you know ten bucks, uh-huh. I used to have the thing where I go, well, if I'm gonna you know if I'm gonna have you know uh, whatever inflamed sore. Dot com. I should also get dot net and <laughs> right. Dot, you got to get them all. Is. You got to. It's it's not squatting. Uh huh. And then you get the misspellings, which of course I used to do as well. Yeah. The kind of predatory pre buying. How are you doing? I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. You guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not under the same sort of exactly. Well, you will be. I'm sure. You're 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 under pretty strict protocols there, right? Yeah, I mean, not as much, I think, as what y'all are doing up there um, at all. But um, I think I think it's, you know, I got to say, Austin, Austin is full of a lot of smart people. uh, And uh, and so I have a lot of faith and confidence in um, in our community to do the right thing. And uh, so so far as of yet, I mean, school, the schools have been canceled out until the beginning of April, which they just did. I think yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday they announced that, Um, but they haven't, they haven't gone and forced everything to be closed just yet. So we'll, we'll see if that happens or rather when that happens. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I, this, at this point, it sounds like I'm bragging what I'm really trying to do instead. (laughs) I'm trying to express gratitude. Okay. Um, well, it's just like I was saying to my wife yesterday, there's all kinds of things I just can't kind of keep realizing. Like we've got a, a house that we like to be in and we like each other and we've mostly got stuff we need to eat and stuff for a while. We got fast internet. Um, but I was just thinking like, you know, if you are doing your part with this, like, think of, okay, think about situations you've been in in the past, maybe mm-hmm. in college where mm, two, two vectors here. Um, one is like, Boy, imagine you really don't like your roommates and you're expected to be in the house with your roommates almost all the time mm-hmm. for like at least three weeks. Yep. 
or imagine that your relationship has already already been pretty marginal and you're you've been pushing it for months or years and like right. how well you're getting along with your partner and you know kids or whatever and maybe you were right on the verge of taking it to court and like oh man guess what there's no court and uh, right. by the one by the way right just enjoy you your guys, enjoy your time together you need to go make basically a swedish independent film that's three weeks long and it's just going to be the two of you being very, very unhappy and quiet in a room together. Yes. Yes. That it's, uh, that sucks. It really does. And I mean, I, I was thinking about like, what about people who are like in the middle of a, you kind of just said this, but like someone who's potentially in the middle of like a criminal court case who's like, are they just staying in jail now longer? I mean, like, I don't know how it works, but it's, it's not good. Yeah. None of it's good. I mean, it's on the the other side of this. Not, this is again, it's, I think it's human nature. I want to talk about this a little bit, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's human nature uh, to whistle past the graveyard, to like not mm-hmm. have to confront things that are uncomfortable. I'm really good at that. Um, but also, I do think it's human nature to try to see the bright side or to see. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yes. it's, I, 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 maybe it's maybe it might be human. I think it's at least American. I know it's very Ohio is to like say, well, on the other hand, there's this, you know, so there are parts of this that so far anyway, um, I want to find the bright side of, which is that, yeah, we get to hang out. We get to like, you know, we're cooking food more often than we're like eating out or getting delivery at this point. Um, but I, I feel like, um, I, so I am far from the first person to say this, but here's, here's something I've just, I've really been thinking about is that, um, <laughs> as long as we're doing our optimistic show, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a lesson that our country and our, um, systems learned after nine 11 and we learned in a, in a weird way. And what we learned was that the nature of being a free society of, uh, of patriotic flag loving Americans, um, it, it, we must necessarily be an open country in, in many ways. The, the part of what defines us is that, as, as people in Congress like to say, when they're doing something terrible, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. But what I mean here is that, you know, we all, all of us who are old enough to remember that uh, Tuesday morning will remember the feeling, uh, September 11, 2001, yeah. remember yeah. that feeling of, wait, that happened? Mm-hmm. And then, hang on that happened. Right. And, and really, I, I'm not, this is not a fun thing to do, but I do find myself going back and watching the real time New York city local like TV and CNN, even, um, coverage uh, where, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to forget, uh, that feeling of, wait a minute, what did they say just happened? A plane flew into this and then hang on. So wait, then there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of early guessing. A second plane in the second building, and then wait, one of the buildings fell down. The other building fell down. Wait a minute, the Pentagon. And there was this feeling of like utter helplessness that I think left a mark. Mm-hmm. And we all still have a little PTSD of I don't ever want to feel that way again. So what did we do? Well, in some ways we got smart. We did the kind of de minimis, intelligent things that you would do to protect public health and safety in any country. Um, and we did sort of, uh, get ready for a title here, we did sort of an Israel Junior, where we, we like the idea of Israel being the toughest airport in the world, and they're going to they're gonna like search a butthole, and they're also going to have plainclothes people literally walking around the uh, airport looking for people who they have been trained to realize might be sketchy. There's all kinds of stuff that they do in Israel. If you, if you wanted a truly secure airport, we would do like Israel does, but in doing so, we would also be giving away 
a lot of the um, previous sort of uh, presumption of uh, innocence and the sort of, uh, you know, uh, egalitarian American idea of how public life should work. And so as part of the Israel Junior Project, we did a lot of weird stuff. As, we, as I've said practically every week, or I certainly think about it every day, you have the bucket of quote-unquote dangerous liquids, right? That's, right? that's still weird to me. Oh, we'll put your dangerous liquid in here with all the other ones. Or, you know, just the whole, all of the theater of TSA, for example, um, of like, we're like, when we go through, especially when my kid was little-er, I mean, she's my wife's height now, but when she was a kitty kid, it would be like, oh, are you, are you, your family? Okay. We're just going to, you don't have to go through the, 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 the ball laser over here. You can go right through the like just metal detector thing. It's like, wait a minute. But like, what if my kid's a bomb? Shouldn't you be checking that kid out? Like what, what is the presumption? But then on the other hand, you're searching old people's wheelchairs and this poor Indian lady who brought like, you know, a five gallon jug of water. It's, it's all just higgledy piggledy. Great example here though, the shoe bomber, the quote unquote shoe bomber. Oh, yeah, now yeah. I, I wonder how many people really remember how that went down. Here's what you need to remember about this. What you may remember is there's a guy who tried to blow up a plane by bringing explosives in his shoe. And it's like, well, no, the guy was an utter dingling who failed utterly. Mm-hmm. And the thing wouldn't have worked even if it worked probably. But the point is now we still have the, the liquid thing going on. Israel Jr. is where we got to like becoming very suspicious of other people and this whole sort of never forget attitude of like this never going to happen here again because, you know, we are so... What, do you remember what people used to say? They used to say, if you don't do X, the terrorists win. Remember that phrase? I mean, yes, you stop, I do remember that. Okay, so if you stop, it became, it was a really, um, it was a very prominent bit of messaging that I think in some ways was very, you know, cool and positive. Because the terrorism, that part was done. Those guys are dead, right? Those yep. guys all went down with the planes. Yeah. Um, they are not a threat anymore, but Al-Qaeda and other things are a threat. And because of the, the really t- terrible things we did in the next few years, we made a lot of enemies in this world. So the kind of abundance of caution on some level makes sense. But but what we started saying to people was, remember, America's open for business. If you stop shopping, the terrorists win. If you stop going to movies, the terrorists win. If you stop living your life as a an, uh, a very obdurate, free, patriotic American, the terrorists will win. And in some ways, I think that made a ton of sense. Now, again, not the first person to say this, that attitude is not serving us well right now. Because I think in some way, this, this long-winded 10 minutes is getting me to where I would like to say um, coronavirus is not a terrorist. It's not even the idea of a terrorist. Um, They do share some things, very, very potentially dangerous, Mm -hmm. invisible until it's too late. There's lots that that it has in common, coronavirus and terrorism. But it's one thing in 2001 or two to say, if you stop shopping and going to bars, the terrorists win. It's quite another thing to say, if you stop shopping and going to bars, coronavirus will win. Because that's not how this works. That's right. the wrong That's the wrong kind of bravery to bring to this situation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's bad courage, in my opinion. And I think that's difficult for a lot of people because they feel like a cuck. They're like, no, of course, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going to, I'm going to keep going to uh, food and stuff and like licking all the meat because I'm an American, you know, like, well, why would I give that up? Give up handshakes? You got to be kidding me. One reporter uh, I read yesterday we went to interview somebody in one of these towns where like people were doing f all to like you know um, 
do social distancing. And the, the guy refused to be interviewed unless and until the reporter agreed to shake his hand, Mr. Trump, sir. You know, it's like, anyway, I, I, I just wanted to, uh, I think it's important to call it, we need a, we need a different mindset. And we, the mindset that, that you need, and I just, I just really, I really want to, I, it seems ridiculous in my circles and in the um, echo chamber of Twitter, this is all very well over communicated, but I, I don't know if there's still people out there. Here's the, here, as I understand it, the, the paradigm shift in my mind that gets stronger every day is this is not about me catching it. It's about me not giving it to other people. Right. And that's, I think for, for anyone who's not in some kind of for whatever reason, immune compromised or vulnerable situation, that should be the number one thing is like, do you want to be the dick that gives it to everybody else? Or do you want yep. to be the person that doesn't? Right. And so the, the best way to not give it to other people is in fact, to not get it. Right. Right. That's but, a great, a great very, point. There, there's a very inaccurate and very toxic message that has been both stated and implied as recently as oh, yesterday. Which is, and this is what I'm about, gosh, people love jumping on this stuff. What I'm about to say is not true, okay? So I'm about to say a statement that's not true, and it's to point out why and that it is not true. And the untrue thing that people are saying or implying is that there's no need to get tested for coronavirus if you aren't showing any symptoms. And there's all kinds of things about that that are really confusing and not accurate. I mean, without regard to whether you should go get a test... The terrible implication there is an incorrect implication is that you will not be able to, you can't transmit this to other people unless you're showing symptoms. And uh, again, now, and that's something Mike Pence implied yesterday. Have you been tested? No, I have not been tested because I'm not showing any symptoms. You idiot. Mm-hmm. What, what is wrong with you? And you're on a dais with the four, five, six, 16 people cheek to jowl. It's, it's just, it's so bananas to me, but, um, yeah, I guess that's that's the, the the paradigm shift that I'm that I really want to encourage that has been useful for me is to uh, even if you don't love other people, even if you don't have friends, e- even if you just even if you're just uh, oh like a fifty year old anarchist punk rocker, meh, like be be a mensch and don't give it to other people. And the best way to not give it to other people is to not get it. And so and so there's some de minimis stuff that you can do to protect yourself and others. And um, it's really irresponsible for it to take this long for people to get that message. Yeah. This is not a thing that is, God, what was a terrible phrase they were using yesterday that's just going to like pass through? Pass through? It's not going to pass through. It's going to disrupt our (laughs) entire economy and culture. I haven't heard that one. No, this is what, that's the phrase that Trump used. I then, missed of course, it. I missed that. Yeah. And so of course then Pence picked it up because of his, because of his great leadership. Um, so anyway, that's, sorry for the rant there, but, and I, I want to talk, uh, if you, uh, so I think we're going to do some listener letters today, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to talk about a, a very, uh, rough hewn, uh, concept that I've just been banging around for the last couple of days, the concept of engagement, engage versus escape right now. Like, oh, I like that. Where and when to engage and where and when to literally very deliberately, um, escape. Okay. Perhaps first for episode 469 of your back to work program, nine times, Mrs. Bueller. (laughs) You shouldn't be throwing anybody. Anyways, um, Dan, tell me about something you like. You know, we have, I I hope people are not going to skip through this sponsor because both actually today, both sponsors are so perfect for the situation that we're all in right now. I couldn't be happier 
than the two than than having these two sponsors. The first one is Feels, which is all about helping people with stress and anxiety and trouble sleeping. And that's what a lot of people are feeling right now, with especially if you're like recently cooped up at home or working from home or just in general worried about what the heck is going on right now. It couldn't have been better timing because Feels is all about this, all about helping people with this kind of thing. Feels is a premium CBD that's delivered right to your door. How could it be more perfect, Merlin? It's going to help you with feeling stress and anxiety and it's delivered to you. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, living uh, the dream. I've been using CBD for many years now, like I think three years maybe. It's made a huge, huge difference in my life. And I switched to Feels and I've been really, really happy with them. Feels, so let me tell you first about CBD. CBD is really, really gotten a lot of attention recently. People, all of a sudden, it's like no one had ever heard of it. And then all of a sudden it was everywhere. It's at every gas station, every convenience store. But I have to tell you, that's not the kind of CBD that you want to use. You want to use something that's been tested. You can see the test results. You want to use something that's high quality, that's made with all natural ingredients, because it's important to know exactly what you're getting. Uh, and that's what Feels is all about. It's really, really great. And the way that Feels works and CBD works in general, but Feels especially, is it's going to naturally help you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness as well. You put a few drops under your tongue, you'll feel the difference within a few minutes it works naturally. There's no high, there's no hangover, there's no addiction, and it's delivered to your door every month. You're going to save money on every order and you can pause or cancel your membership anytime. That's the cool thing about it. A lot of the time when people hear about a membership, like, great, I'm going to have like five bottles sitting on the shelf. That's not how it works. You can set up your delivery frequency if you want to pause it, like I said, or cancel it. You're in full control of that. And, uh, you know, feels really has me feeling my best. It can help you to, you can become a member by going to Feels, which is spelled F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. Going there, you'll get 50% off your first order and you'll get free shipping. Very cool. Feels.com slash back to work, 50% automatically taken off your first order when you go to that URL. I've switched to Feels from the other brand I was using. I like it better. It tastes great and uh, feel better naturally. Thanks very much to Feels for making the show possible. Thanks, Feels. Buck, buck. Um, 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 yeah. Boy, like on Amazon, this is, I just posted this uh, to the notes. Amazon supply chain is breaking and small businesses are screwed. Yeah, great. Great headline advice. But uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nuts. It says here that, you know, Amazon just announced the other day that they need to hire 100,000 people because of the demand right now. Yeah. But the, according to this article from this morning, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. Look at that. Aaron Gobra. Uh, yeah. So like, basically they're going to cut back on a ton of the, what I know as marketplace, but what they call fulfilled by Amazon. It's like the way we buy the hornworms for our lizard is through a mom and pop shop. <laughs> hornworms. And sells it. Hornworms. I can't, I can't Tomato stand bugs. that you have these freaking things that you're dealing with these. We basically, we, you, they arrive, they arrive in a little bucket with holes, 25 of them, oh, gosh, and nasty. they eat, so you hang it upside down. So what they do is they eat the food off what would be the bottom, but it's now the ceiling, and then their poop falls to the, to the floor, God. which would be the top, and uh, and they sit in there until they get, we just fatten them up until we feed them to our good boy. We yeah, get that, at, uh, certain, at certain points, you have to decide, Yeah, you know, when you're getting a pet or something, like is the care and feeding of it 
something you can do. A lot of people don't think about that. <laughs> it's you fun. Know? Mm-hmm. You should see him. He goes, it's really cute. I think, I think Syracuse kind of nailed it with a phrase. He finally admitted that one of the reasons he does not like my precious boy. He said, I think it's the exact quote from John Syracuse. Uh, it's a texture issue. Because he does have an unusual texture. His body? You know, yeah, well, you know the way some people are freaked out uh, by, the, by patterns of irregular patterns of holes? Yes. I think it's a similar thing when you look at a bearded dragon. He's just, a, he's just a whole bunch of spikes. He's a precious boy, but but he, he does have some texture issues for people who are vulnerable to that kind of thing. I mean, that that's nothing that would bother me. It's the the cleanup and the feeding. Oh, is, the pee poops? Because he makes big pee poops. All of that. He does that, it in his, in his bowl. Yeah, I feel a, like the, my days idiot, of yeah. cleaning up after a pet are behind me. And children. Yeah, it's pretty much behind me too there. Just staple on a diaper and check check in in a week. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're all, they can self, they self-maintain. I, I what I do self-staple? is I'll point, I'll point at my watch and I'll point upstairs and that's bedtime routine now. That's it. So you're, you're basically a judge Judy meme. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I haven't watched that show, but I know what you're talking about. Well, you've seen the meme, right? Where she's tapping on her watch and I have patient. I have not. Hmm. Hmm. But now probably, I can you completely get a visualize internet. it. You get a different internet than I do probably. I stay off of uh, that kind internet. of, yeah, yeah Okay. All right. And so that's the problem is dark, that the dark lot, web as it's called. Oh, the deep web. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's going to be a problem because there's a lot of small, small businesses that use Amazon. <laughs> they built their business in some ways around Amazon fulfillment. So that's going to suck. Anyways, so are you ordering the worms from Amazon then? Well, we're, or I would say, uh, in my words, I would say we're ordering them through Amazon. Right, right, right. Josh's, Josh's, uh, what's it called? Josh's frogs. I want to say I should give him a shout out. They do pretty good work. Wait, you're feeding Josh's, it frogs? No, 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 no. Josh's frogs. Um, Josh's frogs. Oh boy, this is quite a website. Whoa, this boy. Remember the heyday of open source CMSs? Yes. Go look at Josh's frogs. I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm heading to. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Oh, you can buy a millipede for uh, less than 20 bucks. Well, this is best, all very best quality, best prices, best selection. Delivered right to your door. Mm-hmm. But you get that feeling with that that, that uh, left rail. That's very, you got a very yeah. open source CMS feel to it. Um, you got feed, feeder snack packs. You now with blue, fresh. Blue bottle fly spikes. Blue, now with fresh curved edges for 2002. Okay. Let, I'm, let me just, think? may I make yeah. a comment here? Please. Yeah, the curved yeah. edges. Um, I mean, there's tables. You just use tables. Yeah, cool. classic CNET, yellow uh, left rail. I'm yeah. looking at things on here, a list. I would just like to read a list of what's available. I'm not going to read. It's not going to be the definitive list. Are you going to read the categories? Well, you've got crickets. You've got bean beetles. You've got <laughs> black soldier fly larva. You've got blue bottle fly spikes. You've got butter worms. <laughs> Um, of all the things on here, I don't have a lot of direct experience with most of these insects. Crickets, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, hornworms, unfortunately, yes. Fruit, fruit flies, house flies. Those hornworms used to get all up in your mom's tomatoes. They sure did. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the, the, the wasps would lay eggs on them. That's like correct. Rice. That's correct. <laughs> and regular worms. But there's a lot of, th- I can tell you that of the things that I'm seeing on here that I have direct experience with, it seems like hornworms would be one of the most disgusting things on this list. Oh. Why do you pick hornworms over, for example, blue, blue bottle fly spikes? Um, we've tried a few different living animals to feed to our good boy. And uh, the, the sweet spot for they're good for him with they're easy to deal with 
Uh, we don't give them to him every single day. My wife is the main uh, carer of uh, of Bando, mm-hmm. and she she gives him a salad every day, or or one of us gives him a salad, and then we give him a bunch of, like four or five hornworms every other day. But we've tried we've tried hornworms. We've tried, um, oh God, what are they all called? They're mystery worms or something like that. There's these just several different ones, and that's this is the one he likes best. Also, you don't want to get those dubia roaches. Uh, the they like them, but like crickets and roaches. I now that's where I draw the line. I draw the line at. I grew up in Florida, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I bugs. Well, we call them water bugs. The way I got <laughs> to where I am in life is is making fewer decisions that lead to deliberately bringing roaches into the house. I'm with you, know you on that. Yeah, so no, I'm totally with maybe you. Maybe I'm, I'm pre- pre- it might be racist. It could be racist. I'm reading about butterworms. Butterworms. Butterworms, bright coloration and undulating caldipillar-like movement entices even the pickiest of eaters to chow down. <laughs> they are consumed are the- by bearded dragons, leopard uh-huh. geckos, aquatic toitles, chameleons, and many tarantulas, <laughs> centipedes, and scorpions. Uh-huh. I would go with these. They're smaller, one one point two five to one point five so, inches. Wait, now what, are the, what are we looking at here? What are, what are these called? Butterworms. Butterworms. All right, I'll search for butterworms. Anyways, shout out to Josh's uh, frogs. Undulating. Mm, butter. Butterworms. Is that what you said? Yes. Huh. They're on Certainly. the main uh, under uh, Josh's oh, butterworms. They look like uh, che- they look like Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the English wife beater? Andy Cap. They look like hot fries <laughs> a little bit. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy spiders from this guy? I guess, from Josh. To, to feed other things? or you're co- Oh, these are expensive. You're not feeding these to anything. Like they say, pets are meat. You know what I'm saying? Do you want the rabbit for a pet or do you want it for meat? Tarantula enclosure. Tarantula enclosure. I don't know where you're seeing all these, these good The words. only good tarantula is an enclosed tarantula, I must say. <gasps> oh, by the way. Oh shoot! I forgot to look this up. We could save this for later. But I we found um we found a, a weird spider in our house. Oh, you know how God. you manifest a spider? Yes. You know how you do that? Yes. We found a weird spider, and it has a pattern on its back. Is it FYI? Like, what pattern? What what is the pattern? Well, my wife said something that I'm still thinking about. I said, "Do you think it's a black widow?" She said, "I don't know. It might be a brown widow." No, I said, no. "I don't know if that's a thing, but it no. should be." And the black widows have the the pattern on their underbelly. Oh, oh, well, what about Scarlett Johansson? What's that? What's that thing? It's like, uh, it's like a, uh, to check your checker underbelly to find check, out. Check, check your underbelly. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's an I mean, I'll, I'll volunteer I- to do that, but. <laughs> sure. It's an important crucible for ideas. <laughs> um, Scarlett dream. Okay. I've read that one on here, right? Yeah. I think I have. Uh-huh. All the rage was the Scarlett Johansson branded protective helmet. It's a colorful helmet. It's a planner with 11 specific training holes. And it's an important crucible for ideas. <laughs> oh, uh, do, you, so do you recommend mm. cats? Um, I mean, to feed to a dragon. If you no, like musicals. I mean, to watch while you're ensconced in your... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, like, cat dry humping. And, uh, and I'm still not clear on exactly what a jellical cat is. So... You know what I would recommend is listening to the episode, I'll find this, the episode of the Flophouse on the cats is one of the great episodes. Uh, I will find that Flophouse cats. Um, but enough of this wallowing in hypocrisy. <laughs> um, I'm going to put this in show notes. Who was their guest? What was the oh, pattern? Yeah, what was the pattern? The spider uh, pattern. Oh, do you want me to look it up? Well, I, yeah, look it up or tell me and I'll look it up. It's hard. It's kind of it's difficult to do. Yeah. Oh, let me add that. Let me go look. 
Uh, listen, I'm going to do, I'm going to do while, while you look that up, yeah. I'd like to ask, uh, uh, the listeners for some, uh, keyboard related advice. Yeah, please go. Uh, I am interested in, okay. So my son, not too long ago, back, uh, around Christmas time, we got him a keyboard that he really wanted. He got a razor keyboard. Uh, he's a gamer right? and got a really cool razor keyboard. It's a full-size keyboard with um, the, the numeric keypad and everything. I'm, I'm wanting something for myself. I'm wanting it. I have two requirements. One is that it, it be, I think they call it 10 key less, meaning it does not have the 10 keys, uh, the number keyboard, or maybe I'm using the term wrong and I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm fine with that. I'm going to just move forward. You want uh, the less wide version yes. that doesn't have the keypad. I want a mechanical, you know, like cherry switch style keyboard, but I want one of the silent ones. That's my second requirement because I'm going to be using this keyboard whilst I make uh, videos, gaming oh. videos, the Minecraft project that I've been talking about. And so I want the sexy key, key press action of a mechanical keyboard, but I want it to be quiet so that I can use it while I'm making a video and it's not going to get picked up the way that some of those super cool, chunky, loud ones that I've had in the past are. So I'm lo looking for recommendations on that. I did find a Razer one. In fact, I'll put it into the show notes. It's called the Black Widow Light and it's all about being silent and it's by Razer. And of course, uh, we were talking about spiders. Maybe that's what made me think of it, yeah. but I'm putting it in the show notes right now. And uh, I'd like to hear if anyone has this or if there's a better or alternative recommendation. These seem to come in under a hundred bucks. I'm fine spending that price, but I, I'm not, not bad gonna, at all. I'm not going to spend 150 bucks. I'm not going to, mm. yeah, I don't, they don't need to be all lit up. If they light up, it's fine. That's cool. I don't need mm. that. Does it need to be water cooled, Dan? It doesn't need to be water cooled. It doesn't okay. need to, you know, be programmable in a special way. Uh, and I'm going to be using it on a windows machine if that matters. So it, it's not like it needs to have Mac keys or be, you know, anything like that. Uh, so I would love to hear what people think. It doesn't, you know, the other one that I was looking at is this one called the Black Widow Tournament Edition Chroma V2, but that's not a silent keyboard. <sighs> so there's a lot here and I don't, this is not a rabbit hole that I am interested in going down at all. Yeah, you just see, this is where you're looking for a Sherpa. Someone say, go buy this one. Yes. And it seems like there are like, I'm looking again, I'm looking at razor and they have three different key switches. They've got a green, they got an orange, they got a yellow. And the fastest and quietest one is this, is this yellow one. I don't know. Somebody just tell, just someone tell me what to get. I don't want to think about it. I just want the keyboard. I want it to show up here. I want to plug it in and be done with this thing. I don't care. I don't want to mm. know. I just want to know what the, you know. Oh, listen, listen. I'm going to be your anger interpreter here and say what you're, you're <laughs> avoiding saying. Um, there's there's a phrase that, that goes through my head sometimes when I get into a lift. And and I'm going to have 20 minutes to listen to uh, a Lyndon Johnson podcast before I pick up my kid. And right. I, would, I would prefer to maybe just close my eyes and listen to that podcast. But, you know, the person is, uh, they want to get a good rating stuff. And so they're, they're talking and talking and talking. And then eventually I say, I'm just going to put in my... Uh, you know, my Air AirPods, if, if you need me, let me know. And, and they, they, they want to, uh, and the phrase goes through my head is I need a ride, not a friend. And that's a mean thing to say. So I would never say that. You have to be a very angry person to say something like that out loud. I need a ride, not a friend. What you're saying here is you need a ride, not a friend. What you need is not, you don't want an interview or a project. You want a link. Correct. I, you could not have said it better. Thank you. 
Check out the spider. Yeah, I, I'm looking to see if I can look it up. It is a very interesting pattern. The photograph almost makes it, it's definitely not a Black Widow, so chill on I, that. Right. It's, and it's also, just for what it's worth, I don't know if you can tell from context clues, it is very little. It does look pretty small, and uh, and also the back, the pattern on it almost looks gold. Is it yeah, gold? I, it, was very, it was very difficult with the urgency of wanting to get this out of the house quickly. Apparently, is it sitting on a pubic hair? Okay, or so let's let's that? skip over that. Fiber? Let's skip okay. over that. But I can tell you what this spider is. Hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I can tell you what this spider is. Um, Whoa! Because yeah. in this picture here, I'm clicking, I'm sending. Um, I think this might be a false Whoa. black widow <gasps> spider. I bet you're right. That does look like our guy. False black, false black widow. It, so false is modifying black widow. It's not saying that it's like charcoal gray. No. False black. No, false widow. it's not false black. It's a false, false black false widow. False black widow. False okay. black widow. That's careless. Um, false black widow. False black widow. I think you might be right. What if they but sell I don't these know. at uh, Josh's Frogs? Now, <clears throat> the question is, are you going to feed it to... Uh, the boy. Good boy. No, no. No, my lady um, put him in a in a in a drinking glass and walked him to the park. Dropped him off there. Oh, too bad. Mm-hmm. Cause I would take any live insect that I found in the house and feed it to him. Just to see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He it's a could you know, maybe he eats it, maybe it kills him, maybe it's a, a battle. Oh, let, let them fight it out is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, so then we only have the strongest one, strong like bull. Yeah, whoever wins becomes the new pet. Mm-hmm. All we want is life beyond Thunderdome. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, in a very, it would be a very Klingon kind of a thing to do to say, <laughs> who, you know, whoever wants to earn the place in, in yeah, as my pet two, gets to win. You know, they have to fight for it. We throw two banthas, we throw whatever they're called. They grab uh-huh. the bantha and start fighting. <laughs> right. Batleth. Batleth. But yeah, as you're close. <laughs> <laughs> um... So one thing I've been thinking about, I, you know what? I don't have a lot on this and I don't want to go super long. I, I wanted to, I wanted to just say, uh, you know, just so people listen to the show sometimes. Um, I, I've, I've been struggling with, um, a, a couple, well, I've been struggling with a lot of things cause that's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I obviously love this uncertainty and, uh, has caused anxiety and I'm sleeping a lot or I'm sleeping a little and it's very upsetting. And, um, did you, you sleep know, 13 and a half hours that you tweeted about? Yeah, yeah, for real. Wow, that's amazing. No, it's not. I'm, I'm depressed. I mean, it's not fun. Oh, because you'll never, you'll never hit that again. That's right. No, no, I'm telling you. I think I, I mean, I, I have a very, very minor depression for which I take medication, but I think I very much have what is called situational depression right now, oh. which is I just like what I, I was part of me that just wants to hide from the world right now. Well, you know I what think I, mean? I, I totally know what you mean. And, uh, and I shared that because it was funny. I shared that because that will be a shocking image to anybody who uses that particular sleep app. But also just because I wanted to, um, you know, maybe make myself a little vulnerable by saying, hey, it's okay to admit that, that you're sad right now. Yes. Or that you're uneasy. I, I think I, I'm realizing how important it is if one is up to it uh, at the time, at the moment, uh, to be able to say, hey, you know, this is this is hard for me, and I and I bet it's hard for you too. So that's that's why I, I shared that, and I thought it might be good for a laugh. 
Um, well, I didn't realize you. I I didn't realize you were you know doing it because of that. So I'm sorry. I I said it. That oh no way, no 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 no. It's funny. It is. It, <laughs> ordinarily, what was funny about that is the number of people. You know how it is. If you use it, use something every day. Mm-hmm. You you can immediately look at something that you use every day and know if something's wrong because yeah. it's never looked like that. Yeah. I, that believe me, I've never. I don't get into the blue that much, which is the color of like when you get over your amount of sleep that you need. Anyway, um, so. Yeah, no, yeah, so I guess it's contextually useful to say, yeah, I mean, this is difficult for me, and I, I don't even have it hard, and it's difficult. I can't imagine what it's like for people who do have it hard. So, But I did want to address something conceptually and maybe give some tips or, not tips, but ideas. Um, so the there are two very uh, strong, maybe complementary urges that I have right now. One is to engage, and one is to escape. The engage part of me says... There's no way I can get enough information right now. Reload, 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 reload. Look at all the resources. Do all the things. Retweet the stuff. Not just social media, but like even our dingling, you know, local paper site. Whatever it is, like the engagement part of this, and that could also include stuff like, you know, you know, reaching out to your friends and your family. And uh, I've actually reconnected with a, a handful of people in the last few days that I haven't talked to really in years, substantially. And that's been cool. So there you go. On this side, you got engagement. But by and large, the engagement is a potentially not super healthy um, marination, like where you basically are just sitting in the juices of your sadness title. But the complementary and not always positive other pole of that is uh, escape. Ah, I want to get away from this. I need a break from this. I need to not be thinking about this all the time. And as with the last, you know, three years of our lives, it's, it's and more for a lot of folks. Uh, it, it can be, it can feel frankly irresponsible to not be sad. It can feel like you're not doing your duty to not be stern and to not be, uh, you know, you don't want to let, ter- <laughs> you don't want to let terrorists win. Right. Um, wow. <laughs> and so you, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, uh, no, but that's part of the mentality. Part of the mentality is, you know, that, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, eat the soup out of this hot bar at Safeway with my hands, Mr. Trump, sir. Like, you're going to go out there and do all the dumb stuff, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to, I wanted to address this. I don't want to talk about it a little bit. How, how do we know when we need to keep engaging or get engaged versus how do we know when to escape? And I feel like this sort of comes to a head, at least for me on Twitter, where there's so... So we spent the first few minutes of this talking about the importance of social distancing and why that is your civic responsibility for the good of public health, right? Right, right. Social distancing is what will keep this merely catastrophic rather than world ending. And and here's, now, now that sounds like an exaggeration, unless you're reading the stuff that I read, unless your spouse works at a medical school and has never seen doctors this freaked out mm-hmm. with the question of, when will we be overwhelmed? Not whether we'll be overwhelmed. So, so here's the here's the irony though is that I'm entirely aware of that. I'm really super trying to do my part. Um, you know where I can. I've donated a ton of money to different things in the last few days. I've been you know trying to like I, whatever. No, no heroics here, but everybody's trying to do a little bit extra to be a little bit more kind to do all those kinds of things. But there is this moment where I find myself sometimes going like looking angrily at an angry tweet 
about people being angry about how much people are not doing social distancing. Look right. at all these people in their St. Patrick's Day hats. And the thing is, like, I, I get that. I feel, believe me, what I'm saying is, I, that is me. I'm the same way. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Why are you standing near the president? He's obviously a disease carrier. Please don't, please everybody go away. Get, get, go, go to different rooms, boy in the bubble, get the funny gloves. Um, but is that really good? Is it good for me to be sitting there and angrily, like, and when I'm engaging on that level, silently, angrily reloading Twitter, what is that in service of? Okay, so like for me to sit and reload this cautionary tale about social distancing is not helping anyone. It's, it's not, it's arguably not even spreading the word. And then you get into this more angry bubble stuff, a different kind of bubble, which is when we're all yelling about the same thing at the same time at each other about people who are not seeing what we're yelling about. And I just, I, I'm, I'm confessing that here and I'm noting and naming that here to say that like I am now, I'm trying to have less of that. On the other end, we've got escape. So like, oh, you know what? I'm going to put that down and I'm going to sit here and we're just going to watch all the parks and recreation or, you know, or read a book or whatever right. it's going to be. Like, um, and, and escape is probably a loaded value judgment word um, but obviously, uh, as with all of these sorts of dichotomies, neither one is hundred percent good. How do you know when you're engaged enough? And how do you know when you're getting enough of a break is, is a question that I think we all need to be asking ourselves. I don't want to go on about this because we do have listener letters, but I just wanted to say, take care of yourself and yours, but also be cognizant. As somebody said the other day, this is a, this is a marathon, not a, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. So be cognizant of the fact that this is going to get worse and it's going to go on for a long time and you're going to need evolving coping mechanisms. There's no advice that anybody can give at the beginning of the day that will still be 100% useful at the end of the day. It's changing that fast right now. Right. So, but we do need to be safe. We do need to look out for each other and we need to look out for ourselves and we need to do what we need to do, not merely to comfort and soothe ourselves, but to maintain our sanity and create a bulwark against madness that will be sustainable over time is all I wanted to say. I do have some, a few suggestions for uh, things that you can, uh, I'm going to retract escape for the rest of this segment. I have some ideas for things that you can do um, to keep yourself and your family occupied. That could be uh, kind of good things. Okay. But I also just wanted to ca not caution or advise or I don't know. I'm, it's your pal Merlin just saying, watch out for yourselves and don't, this is a good time for a little bit of mindfulness do what you need to do. Don't make yourself nuts. Um, and, you know, we get to the difficult topic, which is like, how do we get, let's say, let's just say it, our older relatives right. to take this seriously. Right. Are, do you think that, that the older people are, are not taking it this seriously? Because I can tell you, like, the ones that I know, my parents or my parents' friends, they're very... Very, very serious about it right now. Like it's it, very it, serious it, it, it depends so much, but the I and I, I again I don't I don't know. All I know is what I see on the internet. But yeah. I, I feel like um up until fairly recently, it very much has been don't let the terrorists win. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, this this sort of like, hey, look, I didn't I didn't live on this planet for eighty years to have, you know, some um, pencil neck geek tell me how to live my life. Like I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm from the greatest generation. Mm. You don't tell me what to do. Right. Uh, I do feel like that has been a little bit of the, uh, here, the, the, the part of this that is difficult is that it's way less difficult for some people than others 
to do all the right things. A lot of people just don't have the dough to do almost oh, yeah. anything. If oh, you yeah. ever don't understand somebody's motivations and you're too embarrassed to ask, assume that it's resource-based. Assume that everybody's a little bit sad and doesn't have as much money as they'd like. And a lot of things make more sense. People don't like to say that. It's not fun to say, I can't afford to stay home. But it's a reality, and you're not alone. Um, so anyway, with the, the older folks, I mean, I, I don't want to deal in cliches, because that's precisely what I'm trying to not deal in. But just on the basis of stuff like email that's been forwarded to me and things that I'm seeing and people talking about apparently on Facebook groups and stuff, um, there's a lot of uh, weird groupthink about how to address this. And it's, it's not only not scientific, <laughs> it's, uh, some of it is extremely, extremely dangerous um, nonfeasance or malfeasance. There's, there's the kind of bad stuff that doesn't help and there's the kind of bad stuff that actively hurts. So, for example, if you're forwarded an email from a beloved relative that says, doctors in Japan recommend that you hold your breath for 10 seconds every morning. And if you, this, is, this is fake, just so we're clear. I'm not ready to be dragged over this again. Uh -huh. I was trying to help people. But if you are told the incorrect thing, <clears throat> that there's a breathing test that's recommended by Asian doctors <clears throat> that will determine if you have fibrosis in your lungs. And therefore, what they're saying is, do this thing where you hold your breath for a few seconds and you'll know whether or not you have corona every day. That is bad bad information in a couple ways. It's giving you it's giving you the incorrect conclusion that you are healthy because a an anonymous Asian doctor told you to do it. It's it also could mask the fact that you are ill if you're looking for right. symptoms. So right. that kind of stuff I don't I don't know what the answer to that is. But I do think um boy I'm in a funny mood today aren't I? I, I do think it's important to not beat the crap out of people because they won't agree with you. You know, sort of like AOC said the other day, talking about who was she talking about? Um, I guess the Elizabeth Warren wa was not endorsing. She's basically saying, you know, I have an activist mindset, and like part of what I do is when somebody doesn't do the thing that I wish that they would do, I don't get mad at them. I try to understand why we ha we aren't doing the same thing. Right, and that's a chance for both of us to grow. So I'm trying, I'm trying to be sage about that, and it's not working very well because I want to just say, look, you guys, you know. We're all going to bend over backwards at great time, agita, expense, uh, to try and not let you old bastards get sick. Please at least do your part. <laughs> right. And, you know, I don't want to drag them because really it's, it, is, it is the young people in, in uh, the often photographed bars that, uh, that need to get their head right. Like, for example, apparently, I mean, a lot of mayors and governors, uh, you know, as recently as the, uh, late last week or over the weekend, were saying, look, please... Please stay out of groups of people. It's really important that you do that. But the message got muddled and the message became, you know, this like, oh, the message that bubbled out of that was too much optimism about like, well, you probably won't get it and you're probably fine. And, you know, actually, uh, it can only live on a surface for this long and all this other stuff. The mayor of Miami is practically asymptomatic and he has it. He's in quarantine right now. And right. because he's a younger man, mm -hmm. he's not showing any signs. Well, right. let's learn from that. I'm sorry. I sound hysterical and I want this to be a happy day. Uh, so anyway, what I wanted to say is take care of yourselves, please. Uh, look, look out for, for you and yours and consider your level of engaging and escaping and, uh, and other things. Um, so do I, you can tell me about something you like, but I want to just mention a couple ideas for these things and then maybe do some letters. Yeah, I'd like to hear them. You want to tell me about something you like first? Uh, should yeah. thing first? Oh, let me tell you about Masterclass. Oh, you know what? This is cool. <laughs> yeah, have this you been is... you've been on there? 
I did. I, I wasn't sure how to feel about it, but like, uh, my, I told my wife about it. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. The docs watch these old people that really know about this. They, they're so well-made. Dan, tell people what this is and then I'll, I'll have some adulation. So masterclass is an app. Let's start out there. It's, you can use it on your phone. You can use it on the web. You can use it on Apple TV, but it off, they offer classes on a wide variety of topics. They're all taught by world-class masters, hence the name masterclass at the top of their field. They're taught by a lot of famous people. A lot of famous are. people. Yeah. Let's say, um, let's say what it is. You're going to learn some movie stuff from David Lynch. Right. He's cooking stuff with Gordon Ramsay. Like these are people you know from TV and they're teaching you how to do stuff. Exactly. I mean, and there's what I've watched some of them that are way outside of anything that I would ever do myself just because it's so fascinating to learn. Like uh, Dead Mouse has a masterclass on there and like. I watched that with my son because we love listening to Dead Mouse. I'm not going to be making that kind of music, but it was fascinating to learn like how, how it's done and what you do. And like, there's so much there to learn every class. So what they do is they break the class out into individual lessons. And it also has downloadable materials that you, that, that you can download yourself. And all of this allows you to explore it and learn at your own pace. So if you're like me, where you're like, I actually wouldn't mind learning a little bit of cooking and Gordon Ramsay's somebody I would think it would be cool to learn from, you know, you can start with something that makes sense. But then as you kind of expand out, you're like, God, there's so much on here that I would love to just learn. Ron Howard, I think as uh, one on there too. He was, Ron was Howard's is very good. That's really, one of the ones really I spent great. some time with. Yeah. I love this stuff. And there's so many, so they have Shauna, Shauna rhymes talking about, um, writing is really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I haven't I, watched I, that I watched one. Steve Martin do practically anything. <laughs> there's a lot I haven't great. watched yet. There's a lot, there's just a, <laughs> a lot here. This is a really good service and it looks fantastic. On Apple TV, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, these, the way these things are shot, these are not like YouTube videos. These are really, really good. Uh, they have hundreds of video lessons. Well, they're, and they're also, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but they're also all different. Like David Sedaris is interviewed in a theater in like a Martin Scorsese type setting. Right. And w whereas like the David Lynch one looks a little bit like a David Lynch movie and it's got great, just great production <laughs> values. Yes. It's so true. I love all of these. It's you can, like I said, you can get it on iOS, Android, uh, desktop, Apple TV. It's on Amazon fire TV now, and you get an all access pass. It's 180 bucks a year, or you can get a single class for 90 bucks and they let you learn from the best. This is such a great fun service. I really, really like it. And uh, gosh, you can really start anywhere. I don't even have a recommendation, but if you go there, you can see some previews of the different classes and things like that. But the URL to go to, to save you some money is masterclass.com slash back to work. You go there, you will get 15% uh, off the annual all access pass. And that's the way to do it. Uh, again, masterclass.com slash back to work. There's going to be something on there for you. There's going to be something on there for probably your spouse, your kids. And I mean, there's so much that's there. You can watch it anytime you want. And I just want to mention they have a 30 day money back guarantee on the all access pass. So if for some reason you're, you don't like hmm. it, no big deal. You hmm. got time to go check it out. And, uh, and so go and enjoy this. Oh, and one other thing that, that I, I, they want me to mention, but I think it's worth mentioning is that lessons run about 10 to 15 minutes in length. And like I said, they're all divided up. So it's not like you're going to sit down and, and have to commit to like a four hour thing. They're mm -hmm. split up into reasonable like into like topic sized segments. Yeah. And so the way that I was but doing it's not, it, it's not, it's like, it's, it's, it's more than a Ted talk. It's more than a YouTube video. Right. It's, I, it's kind of shocking to imagine that these people, I can't imagine what their budget for this was. I mean, how do you get, 
David Lynch and Ron Howard and Shonda Rhimes to sit down and prep mm, for something like exactly. this. this exactly. I mean, as somebody who's done a little bit of this kind of sort of thing, there's a lot of work in this. And it's, a there's of tons of categories. There's cooking, like you said, there's, there's film, there's music, there's everything. And uh, what I was going to say is the way that I do it, because these lessons are sectioned out so cool for me, if I'm sitting there heads down, like writing code or editing podcasts or whatever the thing is, a lot of the time you want to break, but you don't necessarily want to completely get too far out of what you're doing. For some reason, for me, I can like process and solve a problem when my mind is thinking about something else. And the size of these lessons, the length of these lessons is perfect to do that. You can be watch, you can be doing the thing that you do and be like, I need a little break. You switch over this 10 or 15 minutes. Now, all of a sudden, like I watch Gordon Ramsay do something that's completely unrelated to the thing that I was focused on. Now I go back to it and I'm like refreshed mentally. It works. It's really cool. Great, great company. Great service. Masterclass.com slash back to work. 15% off. Great thing to start right now while we're all cooped up at home. So thanks to Masterclass for making this show possible. Thanks, Masterclass. Buck, buck. Um, do you want to hear my Gordon Ramsay impersonation? Yes. You can't see it. Now imagine that I'm rubbing my, my temples, my eyes, my forehead really, really hard. Okay. With both hands. Ready? Yes. <clears throat> Damn. That's it. That's oh, that, that was, was that's doing. your whole, that was your whole thing. Damn. It's that's Rodney just, Muhammad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself for loving those shows. Oh my God. When he brings in the black light in the hotels. Oh my God. It's serious stuff, man. It's very serious stuff. Um, you know what my Flintstones of the week is, uh, is learning. I've heard this from a couple people. I heard, I've heard it in the past. I just, you know, the old joke about what do you, oh my gosh, you're saying that Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings? Womp womp. Like, you know, because you're of an age. Now, today, of course, people don't even know who wings are. Uh, this, <laughs> this is a, a Flintstone of the Week is that there are people um, who are just learning that Danny Elfman of Masterclass, that Danny Elfman, composer of The Simpsons, composer of all the things. Oh, the, everything, the, basically. Every Tim who, Burton uh, movie ever. <laughs> yes. But there are folks who are are, are are still learning that he was in Oingo Boingo. Or still learning what Oingo Boingo was. Yeah. Nothing bad ever happens to me. They were really good. I loved Oingo Boingo. They were my they favorite were so, because they're up there. They're up there with Devo in the like they music really for, and Weird Al, like music for weird kids. Weird music for weird kids and the fact, like for me, it was, it was Devo. It was Weird Al. It was Oingo Boingo. As far and and then when they did Weird Science, weird that song, science. yeah, like that put them on the map. That was in a, a well, big that was kind way. of a hit, wasn't it? Oh, it was a big hit. <clears throat> it's yeah. still a great song. I. Like, you know what? I don't know if this is available to watch anywhere, but are you aware of a movie called The Forbidden Zone? Uh, the Forbidden Zone. I think it was directed by Danny Elfman's brother. Yeah, it was directed by Richard Elfman. No. The Forbidden Zone is the strangest movie I've ever seen, uh, at least at the time when I saw it. It's in the movie from 1982, directed by um, Richard Elfman, who I think was in Ongo Bongo as well. And stars uh, Hervé Villachez. And it is uh, the oh, strangest an interesting movie I've ever co seen. cover. Yes. Well, or I mean, poster, I don't right? know if I, you can just go, click on images and you can get an idea. There's Danny Elfman <laughs> with uh, Dressed Up Like the Devil. It's a very, very strange movie. And it's like watching, it's basically like if somebody made, you know, like those weird 
30s cartoons were like the ooh, the flowers are dancing and waving their arms. Yes, absolutely. Like that kind of, like yeah, almost, cu- Cuphead kind of a style. Fleischer Brothers sort of look a little, not Fleischer Brothers, they're better than that, but you know, that kind of like wackadoo. Uh, imagine a movie that was like that made into a movie starring a tattoo from Fantasy Island. So, uh, so find it. You, uh, you can go to, uh, you know what? Let's go to Just Watch, which is a great site for finding where you can stream or buy things. Justwatch.com. Please remember to like and subscribe for Bidden Zone. I bet it's out of print is what I'll bet. What? What? Oh my God. You can watch it now on Hoopla. You can rent it. You could buy it from Apple. Well, there you go. There you Forbidden go. Zone. Very weird. And I'm just looking at the list of what Danny Elfman has done. I mean, there's some of the obvious things that we know, like he did Batman. He did Nightmare Before Christmas, Beetlejuice, ones like that. But man, he has done so much. I mean, he did Planet yeah. of the Apes. He did The Girl on the Train. The Circle, Mission Impossible, uh, Dead Presidents. And then he's like collaborated with tons and tons of people too. And there's so much that he's done. It's absolutely he's, crazy. He's, he's incredible. Um, the other person, you know, you got to give credit to when you talk about Simpsons. You know about, um, what's his name? Alf Claus, Alf Clausen, I think his name is. And he's the guy who like scores the episodes. So Danny Elfman wrote that song in 1989 or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> but Alf Clausen is the genius that does a ton of the music for actual episodes. And he's a bit of a genius too. <clears throat> oh, okay. So let's get to letters. But first, you know what? I, found, I think I found a way to boil this down to just basically rehashing an old suggestion. That is so germane right now. And here it is. Uh, Utilize your library. Now, my library is, uh, has been converted to childcare for health, healthcare workers, the actual physical library. But, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing to know about a library. The physical library is both, oh my gosh, how do you put this? The physical branch library is in some ways both the most essential and least essential part of the library system. In the on the in the turns out way, it's essential because it provides physical services that people can't get from other places. You can do stuff like you would be amazed what you can get out of your library. You may be some obviously they got computers that people can use. You can right. like borrow a laptop to use there. That's amazing. You can uh, obviously read paper newspapers and magazines. You could you know use the bathroom. Um, we have a whole you look nice today episode about that. Um, <laughs> what is it called? Check, checking, checking in, I think was the episode. Um, but it, yeah, so there's the physical post. Some, some will lend you tools. Were you aware of that? You can borrow tools. I did not know libraries. that. It, it varies, obviously. But, and so on the one hand, it's, it's not the, the essential part of a branch library is not necessarily the books on the shelves. Um, it's also the books that you can request to have delivered there. Now, now this sucks right now because, well, first of all, I think it's fantastic that San Francisco is doing so much good stuff right now for once. Yeah, it's a terrible town. Um, that's a great idea because there's no health care. There's no child care for, you know, people who work in hospitals. Not good. So that's cool. But what you need to know right now is there's still, 
I'm sorry if you've heard this a million times, but please go and learn what is available from your library right now. I have two very specific suggestions. These are, now your mileage may vary. This is available in, in the San Francisco Public Library. It will not be available everywhere, but there is a great benefit to logging into your library account that you probably have not looked at in a very long time and look for things like eBooks, look for things like movies, because guess what? Here's two things you need to go get right now. These are in show notes. You need to go get an app called Libby. Libby. From, from Libby, from Overdrive, from the people who kind of have the whole racket sewn up in uh, lending eBooks through libraries. So here's how this works. And, and Libby is, uh, Libby will not be the greatest app you've ever used, but it's, it's almost impossible for me to tell you how much better it is than all the ones that came before for, for borrowing eBooks. So here's what you can do. You go, you go enter your credentials for your account in Libby. If you, they have ebook lending through your library, um, and it, it is weird, it is, it is a model of false scarcity that the publishers have worked out deals where they basically purchase, quote unquote, these ebooks from publishers and only so many copies can be lent out at a time. It's amazing false scarcity, but whatever, you can go get books. So you go to Libby, you search for a book. Is it available here? Click, boom, it is now on your phone, or if you prefer, it can go to your Kindle. You hook it up with your Kindle account and now that book is on your Kindle. And that, in my case, will be lent out to me for three weeks. I can renew or it will be, quote, returned automatically. This is huge right now. So like you may be, you may be really surprised at the services that are available, including eBooks. And once you're in there, you may be really surprised what eBooks you can start reading right now. And the other one, now this is a, not controversial, but this is a, there's a service called Canopy with a K that we have talked about on here. And even if you're, if you're not a reader, don't worry, you need to go look at Canopy. So, so if you haven't looked in a while, Dan, I think you've, it's been a few weeks since we talked about this, but just yeah. go to Canopy with a K, K-A-N-O-P-Y.com and look at what is available there. Okay. It is wild. It's, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> they got a bunch of Criterion stuff, tons of documentaries. Like it is, I mean, you know how you go to Netflix and you're like, oh God, there's a lot here. How do I get through all this? And where am I? Canopy, like you're going to instantly find something you want to watch. There are like new, like very recent movies that you can stream from Canopy right now. Yes, of course, there's an app for Apple TV and other places. You can, you have a, uh, like a watch list of uh, things you'd like to see in the future. And then I think you get something like uh, 10 views, 15 views a month. Midsummer is on there. For example, I'm looking at right here. Oh. Um, no, that, that, uh, that, that, uh, you know, that, that cool, yeah. um, yeah, scary English or Swedish movie, whatever. <gasps> Seven Seal. Oh, Max von Sydow. They have so much Max von Sydow here. Anyways, those are two things. So the, the Uber suggestion is go right now. Don't wait. Go get your library card, find your pin, whatever it is. Go log into that account. And cause it might really blow your mind what's there, including Libby and Canopy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> let's, let's look at the uvula a little bit. Oh, I have an email about that. Yeah, I asked my doctor about that. Um, he he let, super disagrees, but please read it. Oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, because I forwarded this to you. Okay, so um, this is from listener Gary. Uh, just Hi, Gary. A, just a bit of maybe helpful info, info for someone who had a swollen uvula. Is it uv, uvula? Uvula. Uh, after I had a bad cold, mine stayed swollen for months, at which point I saw my ENT and he sliced it off with a laser mm -hmm. quick and healed. Healing was no worse than a normal sore throat. This was about two decades ago now, and I've never missed it. Thanks for always being a great listen, Gary. Um, two decades ago, there was no such thing as a laser. 
but um, it's, you know, that's fine. Is this something you're going to do, Merlin? Well, thank you, Dan and Gary. I asked my shrink about this, my shrink who's an MD, and he said, that's an extremely bad idea. I think the, I think the phrase he used, and forgive me if I got this wrong, I, th- I think he said it's one of the most vascular parts of your body. You know how like when you get, uh, not a head wound, but you know you get an injury, like you get a cut, anything like, you know, on your head, how it bleeds so much. Yes. It's a, a heavy, heavily vascular part of your body. There's a lot of blood going through your head. And he says, he described like three different ways that you could immediately die. <laughs> you could one immediately inclu- die one included, from- One included choking on your own blood. Oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah, I'll, I'll look into that because it sure is a, an attractive idea, but that I uh, I would not rule out the fact that could be a, an old-fashioned troll, but I don't I'm, know. It's an interesting idea. I'm wondering <clears throat> if you could get, you know, those little lasers that they sell in the store? Like to entertain to, a cat? For entertain a cat. If you just pointed one of those at it long enough, wouldn't it drop off? Oh, I guess it would have to if you wait long enough. Sure. Yeah. Everything drops off if you wait long Eventually, enough. Eventually, yeah. His suggestion was to get some uh, get some crushed ice and uh, and let that melt and just kind of lean back and let that bring down the swelling was his suggestion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, um, listener Gary. Oh my God, an hour already? Dang. Yeah. Um, give, me, give me another one. Let's do some more. Do you, do you have All any right. you like there? Anything where we can help people? Uh, well, here's one. Um, this is from listener Vaughn. Hello, Dan and Merlin. Hi, Vaughn. Hi, Vaughn. V-A-U-G-H-N. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This question is more for Dan. On a few occasions, you've discussed getting into Minecraft. From the show, it sounds like you primarily play on a desktop, but I was wondering if you had any thoughts on the other platforms, consoles, iOS. I want to get started, but I personally don't love sitting at my desk to play games. Also, it seems like this would be a good game to play on a portable device, question mark? Thoughts, question mark? Vaughn. Um... Okay, I have played Minecraft on every single platform that it is available, every single mainstream platform that it's available on. I'm sure there's somebody who's made it work on like a Raspberry Pi that's running on like a three inch screen. I haven't played it on that. But if it's a mainstream console, platform, device, whatever, I've played it there. I love Minecraft. I've been playing this thing for like 10 years and uh, I, I'm about. So there's a couple different things that I'm doing and then I'll answer Vaughn's question. Uh, the first one is I've been uh, talking about doing a Minecraft Let's Play series. I finally have things squared away the way I want them. I've spent uh, too much of my spare time experimenting with different ways to record the video and uh, and and different settings and things like that that would make it work really, really well. I've spent way too much time on that, but the setup is done. I've got a, a nice seed, randomly generated seed for the world that I'm happy with. I have not explored really at all, but, uh, it, it just, the initial spawn point looks nice. And so I'm pretty much ready to go with this. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks, everything should be done. I'm like picking music now. Yeah. So that's that. The second part is I'm starting up a, um, a small community Minecraft survival server I tweeted about it and I got a handful of responses from people and I'm looking for people who would really want to contribute to making a really fun, nice, peaceful, uh, well, not peaceful in Minecraft terms, but peaceful in that we're not doing PVP or anything like that. And if it's going to be grief, grief for free, it's it's yeah, we're not looking for griefers. We're not looking for people who want to come in and, and terraform the entire thing and, you know, rebuild the Jurassic Park welcome center, anything, just people who want to go and be involved in a fun community where we can 
build cool things together and everyone would get their own sort of plot to build on and fun stuff like that. And it will be survival. So if that's something that's interesting to you and you're, I would say a relatively experienced Minecrafter, not somebody who's just getting started or who played with their kids on the weekend one time, but people who have been playing it and are interested, hit me up on, uh, send me a DM on Twitter. DMs are open. Uh, and, uh, and tell me, close close the DMs. Nah, they've been open for years. And, uh, and so, you know, if you're interested, I've already got a handful of people who've already shown some interest, but I'm, I'm looking at, we're going to keep it small, but the server's ready to go and we've got world guard on it. So if that doesn't mean anything to anyone, then you're not the person I'm talking to. I'm sorry. Uh, but to Vaughn's questions, I have played it on every platform that I could I still love the Java version the most. That's my favorite version to play. That is going to be on a PC or a Mac. It could be Linux or Windows, doesn't matter. Anything that will run Java will run that. Uh, That's the, in my opinion, that is the correct way to play the game. There are a lot of people on Xbox and other platforms that would disagree with me, but that is the original. It is the best. You get the most the most control over the game and what you do in the game and how you play the game. And that's what to do it. But if, if you still want to play Minecraft and you don't like sitting in front of a computer, there are great other options for you. My daughter still plays it on iOS all the time. She loves it on iOS and technically she's playing the bedrock version there. People who are playing on the bedrock version, which is going to be any console and iOS and uh, Android you are playing the Bedrock version. You can all play with multiplayer games together, including the Switch, including the Xbox. Uh, You can play together, but you will not be able to play with those of us who are playing on the Java version. So I have to be very clear. This is a Java version that we're going to be playing, and that's the version that I like best and that I recommend. Bedrock on the PC isn't bad. It's just there's some subtle differences between Bedrock and Java, and uh, and I've played them on Bedrock, and it's fine, but Java's my thing. But if I was going to recommend for Vaughn what to play it on, I would say try it on your iPad. Uh, I could never get used to the controls on the iPad, probably because I started with it on PC or on Windows with a keyboard and a mouse, and that's like how I play games. But my daughter is the opposite. She plays it on the iPad and she's so fast with it on the iPad. And when she tries to play it on a computer, she's like, I yeah. don't know what everything to do. feels backwards and upside down. Exactly. So iPad would be my next choice. If somebody said you can't ever play it on a computer again, I would cry. And then I would play it on the iPad. No. Yeah. You uh, know what I'm going to say, right? No. Bedrock. Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> well, that's a town. I know oh, where the kids are hip called bedrock. Twitch, Twitch. Did you know that there's somebody born every day who has never watched uh, the Flintstones? I've heard it said. It was said by the WXIX station manager. Mm-hmm. Um, apropos of nothing, I'm just going to say these words phonetically, uh, and I'm going to piggyback on your thing. I'm, I'm, I don't completely understand this, uh, but I think we're doing the same thing at Do by Friday, which is to say. Max has been wanting to do this challenge forever. They set up a server. It's going to be involved with the Do by Friday Discord. So we're doing. I think we're doing a similar thing. So I guess I can't avoid Minecraft any longer. You can't. You got to play it. I suppose. And now I'm also supposed to. What I'm, uh, my daughter is has really. She's had it. She's done. She's very frustrated with the fact that I don't play video games, and she's now adamant that first of all uh, we will be playing 
the whatever the 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 floppy cross game that's coming out in a few days that I pre-ordered. Animal Crossing. Sure, New Dominions or whatever. Yeah, right. that's going to come out, so I got to play that. And she she says she says that like the the I want to play I want to play The Last of Us and do it kind of together or uh, Edith Finch, but um, she now she's saying like no 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 that's. She she knows I got stuck with trying to get off a ledge in Edith Finch, and now um, she uh, she's saying I should just play. Uh, it's called Splatoon, two. Splatoon two is fantastic. Yeah, she says that's my speed, and I'll, I'll she can help me with that. Love Splatoon two. It's such a great game. I spent way too much time on Splatoon two. It's sad now that it's like all the events and stuff are over in it, but uh, it's still a great game. Okay. Next email, um, or the last, maybe the last email is Dan, from Matt. Dan, thank you, thank you for that. And so what's the action item there? The, you answered the question, is the, how do people, so will people know how to get, and this is all just, you know, Chinese algebra to me. You, you, will people know how to do what you're talking about with the server and stuff? Yeah, they, um, if they need in, to join anything or what do they do? I'm not at that point yet. I'm still sort of <laughs> taking applicants because I want, I want to, I'm, I'm like fielding people. So, mm-hmm. uh, because I want to start with a small group of people and then later we can expand it out, but I want to have it kind of established first of what's going on. So we need, we need some experts. We need some good, good minecrafters who probably much better than me to come in and, and, uh, and help build some really cool stuff. And then, then once we have that community, then we'll expand it a little bit. There used to be a five by five Minecraft server back in like 2010 or 11, maybe I forget when I started. We also used to have a wiki. I know. I know. It's hard to keep up all the things. It's really Uh, hard. But what was weird was I, I stopped playing on that server for a while and a long while actually. And when I came back to it, it was completely different. All that they, people had built giant John Syracuse monuments and there was like, you know, tributes to different shows and stuff there. And, and everyone was on there was like a listener and it was really cool. And then somehow something happened and the whole thing got rebooted. And by the time I got on there, even though it was like the five by five Minecraft server, nobody on there knew except for a couple people. No one knew what five by five was. No one listened to podcasts. That's so interesting. I don't, I, that shows you how little I know about this. Nobody that, even knew who I was. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, why am I paying money to host this stupid thing? And so I turned, I let them migrate off and I turned it off. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm finding there's one more email that I wanted to. Oh, yeah, do, by all means. Uh, for you. And uh, now I'm not finding it. Um, I forwarded you that one. Okay, here it was from Matt regarding Apple Music, Prism, etc. I just wanted to note that Spotify can import and play your own music files, what it calls local files, not just streamed stuff. Uh, and I like, and and he says I, I like that the only ones works where you talk about music. Though. Well, yeah. and that was my question. I'm pretty um, sure it only works on the computer that it's hosted on. Uh, it's, not, it's not like a substitute. It's my understanding. It's not a substitute. It's very much like an add-on. It's not like a substitute for, say, Apple Music or iTunes Match. Right. So in other words, if I, if, let's say that there's some, for a while, for example, Jay-Z stuff was only on Tidal. It wasn't on Spotify. <laughs> right. It's uh, back. Those, those Tidal exclusives. Right. It's back on Spotify now. But let's say if during that time period, I had wanted to listen to some Jay-Z music that I had purchased yeah. and had on my computer, I could have uploaded it to Spotify. It would have lived on some somewhere i don't know if that was local or if it's but i don't the question i have for matt if he's listening is if i uploaded those songs 
here on my Mac at the office. And then I went to get my car to go drive home. Would mm-hmm. I be able to listen to them with my iPhone connected to my Bluetooth Correct. stereo in the truck? I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I would love to hear the answer, but I'm going to guess no way. Right. But this is, you know, when you buy something like I just bought the, not long ago, um, I had contributed for the Western state hurricanes record. There are still some files that like, the, your your legitimately bronchial files that yes. you, know, you wish you had a way to listen to other places. I just I right. find Apple Music so unpleasant to use. It just I mean even if all the metadata weren't broken on my stuff, I just think the app itself is so unpleasant. I know, and I, I hate like, to say it, but I I really agree with you. Spotify is so much easier to use, and it's just so much friendlier. They are the Apple of this service in the sense that they they are bringing them out into Muhammad. Like I, I love the fact I've said this before, but like I because I apparently have nothing new to say. But I love the fact that I could be sitting in bed and like I'll, I'm like okay, I really want to hear churches because they're amazing. Um, so I start listening to churches on my iPhone, and then I hit AirPlay, and I can send that to the HomePod. I walk over to my laptop, open it up, open up Spotify. It says, "Hey, you're, you're listening on uh, this device. You want to keep listening there? Or do you want to listen here?" I'm like, "No, you're good. Keep playing it on there." And now I can control without having to say, you know, um, you know, MacBook Pro, you have the com. It right. just knows to control it. It already shows what's playing. It's so well thought out. It's really is. And then I can throw it to like all of our Amazon speakers, like whatever. It's just it's so easy to deal with. I just, I do not like Apple music. I know. I'm, I, 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 I'm with you. And I hate to say that because I would love to, to use them for everything, but. Mm. Um, let's button this up. Did I adequately describe what just watches? I feel like it's you're really happy. cool. I feel like just watch. Okay, so justwatch.com. This is this is gonna be this is gonna serve you well in these coming days. If you have, God, I hope you have good internet. Um, just watch is a you get an account there, and uh, you basically anytime you want to find out where you can watch something, the hardest part about this is remembering to use it. Like before you spend uh, $19.99 on it on iTunes, go look. It might be buried somewhere in Hulu or Netflix. So you go in, you get an account, and you say, like I just said, sh- you know, where can I find the 1980 movie Forbidden, Forbidden Zone? And it showed me all the places. And you can go in and even say, like, where do you, what places, from which places do you stream? From which places would you buy? And then that gets, uh, makes it easier and faster to find what you're looking for. There you go. Easy piece of lemon squeezy. Love it. Difficult, difficult, lemon, difficult. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.